everybody to another episode of Coffee and a Combo podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jenna Berglund. I'm the other one, Cameron Swear. And today we have a special guest for you guys. Um, we love it when we can get guests on here who know what they're talking about and who can answer our questions. And we reached out to someone um, who's just very knowledgeable and about this topic that we're talking about today, and that is real estate. He is a real estate agent. I think he's 26. Um, just recently went through the whole process of getting his real estate license and is just in the game right now and he says it's hopping and yeah we just asked him all these questions and we had a really good conversation he was very knowledgeable um and yeah we're I just, learned so much because guys yeah Jenna and I went into this like we know nothing we have all these questions so if you also know nothing we had the right questions for you. Let me tell you. Yeah, let us <laughs> tell you. And some of those questions, they came out as he was talking because I'm like, yeah, I feel like these are good questions, right? Yeah. And then he would say something and in his answer, I would have a question about something he said in his answer. I'm like, I don't even know the word that just came out of your mouth because he's just so intelligent, you guys. Yeah. So we're really excited for you to join in with us on this episode with Bo Carpenter on real estate. And um, with that, Cameron's going to tell you a little bit about what we're drinking and then we'll jump right in. Okay guys, so we are drinking a Spy House Coffee Roast. It is Guatemala, it is a light roast, it has notes of watermelon, green apple, and Savon Blanc? Blanc? I don't know. Savonia Blanc. Thank you. Um, Thank you for it's saying a wine. That. Thank you for saying I knew it was a wine, but I did not know how to say it. Um, it's light and vibrant, and I actually got this in Minneapolis. I, um, as you guys know, I have been in Minneapolis for my internship, so I actually walked right across the bridge of the studio I was working at. Went, you guys, it is so cute. So those of you that are local and are from uh, Sioux Falls, you know of Cafea, obviously. Yep. This, so Spy House Coffee, I told Brady, is the Cafea of, it's like the Cafea, but it's, it's like the Cafea of Minneapolis, that's what I was trying to say. Okay. And so it's really cute. They have like, really, like they have all the fancy coffee drinks. They have re- all these fancy beans. They roast their own beans and they have a bunch of different locations. And it's, it's like the coffee shop vibe that you want. Let me tell you. So. Can I tell you a funny story before we jump right into the episode? Well, I was going to tell him about what I actually thought of the Okay, coffee. so you tell him what you think about the coffee, and then I'll tell you a funny story, okay? Okay, so it's definitely a light roast. It's definitely fruity, and it's delicious. That's really all I've got to say. Okay, well, we made it with... I'll tell him what I think, too. Okay. We made it with a French press, and um, so it has all of the, like, goody-good oils in it, and it's very smooth. It's a very, like, easy-to-drink roast. It, would, would you say that? Yeah, it and you don't need any cream with it. No. Like, when I'm when we say fruity, it's not that they put flavors in it. That's just the notes which we've talked about on the podcast before. But it just has those fruity notes and it's just really delicious. Yeah, it's very it's very soothing to the soul cuz you know those black coffees that you drink it black and you're kind of like choking it down a little bit, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, like a little like, like really wish I had some creamer right now. Right. Yeah. Yep, but this is just it's an easy drink. Would 10 out of 10 recommend. Um yeah, that's what I think about and, it. And and because we're fancy now, we will go ahead and link Spy House Coffee oh, in, in the, the show, show notes. notes. So if you guys want to try this one, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can. <laughs> okay, and now before we jump into the episode, I'm going to tell you guys my funny story. Um, so when you just said, this, tried to say Savonia Blanc, which I might even be saying it wrong, but there's this guy out at the lodge that we used to work at in high school, for those of you who don't know. Um, and Serena used to serve out there too, my sister. And... <laughs> This guy asked for a Savani Blanc, um, like, bottle or glass, yeah. or I don't even know. And she's like, uh-huh. 
And she had him repeat it like five times, and he just kept being like, Svarni Blanc, Svarni Blanc, and he wasn't being like very clear. Oh, God. And so then she comes back into the kitchen, and she's like, So I have a guy asking for, I, I don't know what it is. I think he said 7A block. <laughs> and she's like, And we're like, What? <laughs> so can you picture, can you picture me and my mom in their liquor room, in like the locked liquor room, looking for something that says 7A block on it? And then our boss comes up, and he's like, What are you looking for? And we're like seven a block and then he's like savonia blanc and then it was like we literally wasted like a half an hour i think and it was savonia blanc and we were in there like looking for like something with like a number seven on it or like in a box shape so that's how you knew how to say it that's how i knew how to say it because i know that from that funny story anyway okay so with my funny little antidote for the day um we're just going to jump right into this episode and we hope you guys love it All right, we're so excited to have Bo here on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us to answer some of our questions. Um, to start off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, how you got started? Uh, yeah, I'm excited to be on here as well. Uh, my name is Bo Carpenter. I'm a realtor here in Sioux Falls at the Tyler Goff Group with Hegg Realtors. Um, I got into real estate. I was just kind of looking more so I was thinking investment, passive income type deals, kind of getting into rentals things of that nature um, and I was currently working on the road as an, an area sales manager and in an insurance brokerage and just kind of got tired of being on the road and, and instead of just investing into real estate I decided to get into it and, and become an agent so here we are all right awesome. and then how long ago did you get into um, I, I got into real estate towards the end of 2019 I ended up going to classes uh, the state classes in January um, and passing those state national exams and then got my license on March 16th. Okay, got it. And did you go, what did you go to school for? Did you go to school? Yeah, no, I did. I went to the University of South Dakota for business administration. Um, I went two and a half years, didn't finish the degree. I ended up accepting a job at that insurance brokerage. So um, I just got into sales pretty early on. Even in college, I was uh, selling cars at a dealership there in Vermilion and okay. um, got offered a job at the brokerage and kind of just went from there. So, Got it. And I think with about everything else we have in our oncoming questions. So with that, I'll have Cameron just head us off with the first question. Yeah, okay, so you're slightly younger than the average real estate agent. Do you feel that fact puts you at a disadvantage? And do you think people take you less or seriously than like your counterparts? Um, I don't I don't think it necessarily puts me at a slighter or a disadvantage by any means. Um, a lot of times people think that when you're younger, it might put you at a disadvantage just because you're going out and getting new clients. You don't have those that client base built up, but that doesn't have anything to do with age. That just has to do with your relativity of when you got into the field. So you could be at any age um, getting into real estate and everybody is a little bit of a struggle at the beginning getting those clients, things like that. You just really have to work at it. So I don't think it puts you in a disadvantage in that way. Um, there's also advantages that come with it as well. So. Uh, if you are a younger age, there's a lot more of our age people that will be starting to buy homes here in the next few years. Uh, so that automatically opens you up to a lot more client base there. And it also, people our age are more digitally um, useful, I suppose. Uh, they, they can go on social media and market and do all that good stuff. Whereas sometimes their older counterparts don't necessarily um, go on those mm. social medias and advertise and do all that stuff. So they That's can really true. get your name out there. Cool. And then as far as kind of building that client base, um, like what are, what are some things you do to help build that client base, do you think? So I market just off my team. Uh, the Tyler Goff Group does some marketing for us. Um, 
in their own ways. And then I also do some personal marketing like on social media accounts, um, on Google. And then I do a lot of calling. I talk to a lot of people that are just kind of looking at the market, whether they're keeping an eye on it or they just saw low interest rates and we're curious. And so I'm just reaching out, answering any questions I have. I'm just trying to make as many contacts that way as I can. So Awesome. Um, okay, so someone's interested in buying a house. They have heard of you. What are the first steps? Kind of go through the home buying process and stuff like that. Um, so if somebody is interested in buying a house, first step is um, basically to find a realtor that you do trust, um, whether you've heard of me or not. Being able to trust somebody is a difference, so you have to talk to that person. You don't want to just go blindly into that big step. Um, it is a first big step, especially since there is agency paperwork and you can sometimes get locked in with that agent, whether or not it's a good fit. So I always recommend that you do meet with your agent and talk to them face to face as much as you can before actually um, going ahead and signing with somebody. Just make sure it's a good fit for you. Um, and then once you do find a good realtor that is a good fit, you should definitely get pre-approved for your mortgage before we start looking at homes, um, things like that, because you never know what you will get pre-approved with. Um, interest rates right now are historically low, so you can have a lot more buying power. So you could think you're looking at one price range, and in reality, your monthly payment's the same, um, even if you do go up in price. So um, make sure that you get that pre-approval. And then not only that, but the market in Sioux Falls does move very fast. So inventory, um, specifically in certain price ranges, doesn't stay on the market very fast. So if you're not pre-approved and you find a home that you do like, you have to jump through those hoops, get pre-approved, and that takes time. And by then, most times the house is already gone. So definitely get pre-approved before. Okay, so, oh, you're gonna, I was gonna I, ask, I know. Um, I was gonna ask, what is like, it probably depends on the bank, what's, what are you usually looking at for how long it takes to get pre-approved? So depending on who you work with, it can it can really vary how long it takes to get pre-approved. Okay. Um, we work with a few lenders um, and I can get information out to people if they want that as well. But, okay. Um, depending on your job history, kind of if you're self-employed or if you've been at the same job making the same wage for the same amount of time, it's a little bit safer than if you are self-employed, fresh okay. on a new job, right. things like that. So, um, But they just basically want to see a decent job history. It just has basics. Um, you want to make sure you, your credit isn't too um, low or anything like that just off of, off the bat. But And then a little bit, obviously, they'd like to see some savings to get you by if anything were to go up or down in, in your job. So. That's just off the bat, um, but I don't advise too much on lending because I'm not an expert, so <laughs> by any means. So okay, I have another question, and you, it might some of I have, there's some questions later on that might kind of interfere with this. But so say after I graduate college, I have been having like a job within college and all that stuff. I say I want to buy a house pretty soon afterwards, but I I don't know if this is gonna happen. But I don't have like a like don't know what my income is yet. Can you get a mortgage? Usually, so, or you have to like wait. Like, how so, does that work? Yeah, if you, I mean, if you have zero income, you can talk to a lender and they can give you an idea. Okay. Um, maybe, but as far as getting actual pre-approval things like that, you'll have to more than likely have an income. Right. Um, and but, is it like, like I would have had to have a good job for like a year, or? And that completely varies. It varies. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, lender to lender and your different job history. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I bet yeah. that's broad. Quote. But yeah. Again, if it depends on the job that you're getting. So. Okay. Okay. If you got an offer letter and it says you got a salary job okay. for this long and okay. things like that, it can make it a lot easier for that, that lender to say yes to something. Okay, right. gotcha. That right. makes sense. Okay, do you find that more couples are looking into buying a home than singles, and do you have many singles that are house hunting? Um, for the most part, I think there are more couples looking into buying a home. Um, I don't know the exact numbers on that, that actual statistic, but just mainly because 
Um, the dual income, it, it really makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Buying a home, you have a lot more of an expendable income to go out and, and purchase your own home or build your own home. So that right off the bat will help. And then a lot of times um, when you are a couple, your, your family's growing, so you need a little bit more space and you're getting out of an apartment or, mm -hmm. and things like that. And you also want to build equity and not just pay rent um, to a landlord that you're paying their mortgage essentially. So, right. But as far as that goes, I do have a few singles that are house hunting. Um, more so, I do have more couples, like I'd said, but there are still singles out there that are house hunting. So, And do you ever, kind of going off that, do you ever find that, or do you even work with people who are trying to, let's say, like buy a home to then rent out to other people? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we work with investor buyers um, all the time. Uh, especially actually since this COVID and coronavirus really impacted a lot of people from the East Coast really flocked to the Midwest, whether it was South right. Dakota or Nebraska oh. or Wyoming, things like that. Okay. And they were seeing kind of what the housing market looked like and what you can get for rent. And so there's actually a lot of people now that are signed with agents in Sioux Falls that don't live here at all that are just looking for exactly oh. what you said for properties to rent out. So Just like a little extra income. Yep, passive income, exactly. So oh, they get okay. to sit on a beach and collect the rent check. So That's crazy. That's what, that's that's, what, it's wild to me that people do that. Like, I I was talking to when COVID broke out and stuff. I'm like, yeah. why can't we just like shut everything down? And she's like, well, then if you don't pay your rent, this person doesn't get paid, then this person doesn't get paid, then this person doesn't get paid. And I'm like, there's someone up there and who then literally this, doesn't lift a finger all yeah. day and, and then gets this, my money. And this yeah. person doesn't get to sit on a beach with a margarita. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Right. That's great. Love yeah. that. Okay. Um, how many people... So, many people are scared of the whole financing topic and finding a good mortgage rate. What is some advice you would give on the topic, if you have any? Um, so, I know that financing and getting mortgage is kind of a big first hurdle that people don't want to confront because then you have to tell a lender a lot of your information and things like that. And they think it's a scary, big step, but... In all reality, it's actually very simple, very easy, and if you're working with the right people, it's very smooth. Um, and not only that, but when you're working with the right people, they're going to educate you on the financing. They're not going to just take all your information and give you a loan and say, hey, here's your rate and here's your terms and so on and so forth. You want to work with somebody that's going to be educated. Um, and I always say to work with somebody who is local. They're going to know the market. They're going to know um, things like that, and they're going to educate you a lot more than just be a number. Um, than a lot of those kind of website mortgages or big banks do. And you can also go sit down face-to-face -face with your lender. If you don't understand something, you can go and talk to them and get an answer. And it involves you more in your whole mortgage process and makes it a whole lot better feeling when you're done with it. Right. Um, and then follow-up question on that. Is it pretty common that people will refinance? And how many times do people refinance? So refinancing, it completely varies on kind of where um, interest rates are in the market as far as mortgages go. Um, and then not only that, but there's a lot of personal things that can go into refinancing. So sometimes people want to refinance to pull the equity out of their home and then kind of um, build on their home or use that equity loan to kind of pay other things off as well. But refinancing is a big benefit sometimes when interest rates are just extremely low and you want to stay in your home. Uh, you refinance, you get a lower interest rate and it lowers, lowers your monthly payment. So um, especially right now, how low they are. It's kind of um, kind of insane how low they are. So people are saving hundreds of dollars a month just refinancing. What yeah. is, I was going to ask, what is like the interest rate right now? It completely varies on your credit worthiness and all that stuff. But um, we are seeing people anywhere from 2.5, right. um, locked in at 2.5 in 30 years. And what um, is it usually? Like, I know you said it's different, yeah. but like what's like typical? Tip, it depends on the kind of when you're looking at right. it, but okay. high, mid threes were kind of interest oh, okay. rates. So my, my coworker, she, the reason I even put that question in there is because she had been talking about it at 
work a ton. She's like, we're refinancing and blah, blah, blah. And she was having oh. all these issues with her banker and stuff. And I'm like, what the heck is refinancing? Like, I am so dumb when it comes to yeah, this Yeah, I didn't know either. So, so I put that question there because she was like, well, we were at like four point something, right? And then it dropped, and she was so pissed because it dropped, yeah. and then she refinanced at three point something, and that was like a week before it dropped down to two point something. But she had already paid to refinance, because okay. doesn't it take a chunk of money yep. that you have to pay to refinance, yep. but then it ends up paying off in the end, because the interest rate is so much lower. Because I've been hearing about right. everyone who's doing that. And so everyone's refinancing right now. And then she was like, oh, I'm so angry. I just paid all this money to refinance at three point blah, 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 and now everything's down to two point blah, 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 and I'm like... Okay. And so it didn't make a whole lot of sense. I have another but. question then. So when the rates go back up, they're still good down there at that too? Or yeah. They- as long, well, there's different forms of mortgages you can get. Rates can okay. change on certain mortgages. But yeah, for the most part, you're locked in. Oh my videos, gosh. So. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty neat. Okay. Yeah, but it, do, it does cost like, how much does it cost? I mean, it probably depends again. Yeah. But generally, how much? <laughs> I know. That's literally like all everything. this stuff. Well, yeah. it depends. But right. um, generally, like, generally, how much of a chunk of money is it going to cost you to refinance? And it, again, it varies. <laughs> um, you can go online and get a refinance mortgage from somebody super, super cheap. If you pick a lender and you talk to a lender, it's going to cost you a, a few hundred dollars in fees, things like that. Right. I couldn't tell you an exact number, right. to be okay. honest. Okay. Um, but it's like I hundreds, don't. not thousands. That I, I couldn't Oh, tell okay. You. Because really I think that the, my coworkers, it was in the thousands. Oh, yeah, it cost her. It's not a cheap. Lenders yeah. charge oh, a good chunk to okay. do it. So okay. yeah. they're servicing the loan and then somebody oh, else right. is backing in. So it's a big right. deal. But then gotcha. they end up, it ends up paying off in the end. So. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah. next one question is, when people say it's a buyer's market, what does that mean? So I try and stay away from saying buyer's market. And okay. I try and tell people to not necessarily use those terms because it's a very vague term, wide open term. Buyer's market can mean a lot of different things. Like right now, buyer's market is low interest rates. Mm. It's going to create a bigger buyer market because the interest rates are low. People are going to be getting more for their money and they're going to want to be house shopping. So that technically could be a buyer's market. Um, but when, for the most part, when people refer to a buyer's market, I would say they're referring to a high inventory of houses with a low inventory of buyers. And so um, they, they have a lot of homes to choose from. They can negotiate uh, a little bit better, gotcha. things like that. So. Oh, okay. Got it, got it. Okay. Um, what is the number one piece of advice you would give to someone thinking of buying a house slash starting the process? Um, my number one advice would just be to make sure you're educating yourself in that entire process and you're not with somebody who's just taking you along for a ride type of a deal. They're telling you why they're doing each step and what's involved in each step mm-hmm. and you're not just oh looking at houses now we're buying one you don't know who your lender is you've never talked to them or things like that just make sure you're involved in that entire process um, do your education um, and work with somebody especially your realtor that you feel like you can trust they play a, a big part and can save you thousands so yeah. mm-hmm. true so a lot of research a lot of questions yeah make sure you're involved 100 percent in the got whole it. process got it so the agency that you work for, about how many realtors are there? Under, or do you not know? So I work under the HEG. Oh, okay. And HEG's got 200 plus agents. Oh, okay. So, okay. yeah. Is and that... they're always growing, going all over the place, up and down. Okay. So. I was say, it's not just Sioux Falls then? No, it's like It's like a really it's, big it's, one. Okay. Yeah, they have a, a big branch out in Rapid City as well, but then gotcha. there's independent mm. HEG offices all over the place oh, too. Okay. So. Okay. Um, so. How about Tyler Goff Group in particular? So Tyler Goff Group in particular, we actually just gained a couple agents. Um, okay. So I can't give you an exact number on that. Last time it was, we just just brought them on actually on last Tuesday. Okay. So um, it was at 11. So I'll okay. have to double check and see how many we're at now. But yeah. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Are you currently a homeowner or a renter? 
And this is the, a funny one because I get that asked a lot. I am currently a renter um, <laughs> and I am a realtor, so it kind of gets everyone to chuckle a little bit. But like I mentioned a little bit before early on in, in the episode, it was I was on the road. I was in hotels about four to five nights a week for three years. Wow. Um, and so I wasn't home. And so for me, owning a home, it was maintenance and upkeep yeah, and paying sure. for that stuff to get done. And so when I was just renting, I was I was good to go. So. Right. That makes sense. Okay. So now that I know that you did quite a bit of traveling, like what's the coolest place you've ever been? Um, I guess for or work. Favorite. Yeah. So for work, I traveled just basically around the Midwest. I had okay. a lot of agents around Iowa area. Um, but as far as personal, I, I think traveling is very important. I think everybody needs to do travel. Um, it really, this is why you are on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really? even know this, but yeah. yes, you fit yeah. in well here. We both lived in Europe for a chunk of time. We're at- so. Um, I lived in Manchester, England, but I traveled to like 11-ish countries. Okay. And she lived... And then I lived on the coast of France, the Cote de Basque area, for okay. like three months, and then I backpacked for another three. That's awesome. I was actually just in Europe last August. Oh, okay. I, was in, I went to the UK and Spain and Italy, so... Okay. Mm-hmm. I was over there for about eight weeks and just was kind of seeing everything, Yeah, so. yeah. Isn't yep. that amazing? It is. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, need to go back. I know. Yeah, for yeah. real. But, yeah, that's, I think it's important. I would say probably the, the best or the coolest place... That I think I've been to is probably Spain yeah. or, or Italy as well, but they're both pretty, very gorgeous coasts. Yeah, so. yeah. And you were all along the coast in Spain. Where, where in Spain? Um, I knew you'd say it was just <laughs> north of Barcelona because I, I remember okay. getting off the airport and going north, um, Satchis, I believe, or something okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. In Italy, I was just kind of all over the place, yeah. but it's yeah. easy because it's very tiny. I yeah. mean, they're all very <laughs> tiny, but still. Yeah. And the Malfi Coast, that's pretty cool. I don't know if you guys know what that is, mm-hmm. but the Malfi Coast, if you ever have time, Google that. It's beautiful. So. Okay. Wow. I was in Barcelona, so we were pretty close. There pretty you go. Close. I, spent, <laughs> I spent the night in the airport in Barcelona. TSA went on strike oh, okay. the day of my flight, so I had to go on a day early. Oh, my gosh. And just spent the night on the <laughs> yep. floor? That's okay. I've done that. Yep. Too. We've all done <laughs> that before. It's a really great time. <laughs> right. Um, okay. What are market trends you see in Sioux Falls? What sells the best? What are people looking for? And what is the average cost? I knew that. I put that in there. I knew that's going to be a hard question on average cost. Well, Maybe it's not. You could always look it up daily on the MLS oh, and see okay. kind of what oh. things are going for. <laughs> okay. um, but just as a general overview, kind of what are the average costs and what are people looking for right now? Um, you'll always have buyers and sellers at any price range, but for the most part, it's going to stick right around that 200 to 250 um, give mm-hmm. or take a few 10,000 each way, but um, that's always going to be a very fast-moving market in Sioux Falls. It's a, kind of an entry-level slash um, upgrade, so there's a lot of people always looking at that market, and there's a lot of houses that do hit the market, mm-hmm. but they go extremely fast, Okay. Um, right. and so that's a very tough one um, to be in when you're a buyer because you're looking for your perfect home. It's not a small investment by any means. It's mm-hmm. one of your largest investments you're ever going to make, and so you want it to be the right investment, and it can sometimes get a little bit frustrating when you're looking at houses in that price range and you either lose out on offers or they're selling before you can even look at them. And so that's another piece of advice I would say for people that are starting or looking at buying a home is to make sure that you manage your expectations on the whole process. Mm. There's a lot of money, a lot of people and a lot of emotions involved in buying a home. So there's gonna be a lot of hurdles and a lot of stress. So just make sure you manage those expectations as well. So that makes sense. This might be it. I'm like really new to this and so like I feel like a lot of the questions I'm asking you is a depend question but <laughs> I'm just wondering like what between like the hundred to two hundred thousand dollar house range 30 years this might you might not be able to answer this like paying it off for 30 years like what does an, like a house payment look like about a month so you could always just do a quick mortgage calculation but again like oh, you said it does vary fancy. Look up. Um, 
on all the things he knows. See, I was going to buy like $150,000 or $120,000 house out of school. Okay. See, I don't even and know, I'm like, trying to pay it off in like 20 to 30 years. You're at least further than I am because, like, that is so, like, I obviously want to be a homeowner in the yeah. future, but that is so far in the future for me. <laughs> yeah. Right now that, like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I don't even know what, a, like, a normal price range is. Well, I just know that, yeah. I just know that's that. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, just on a rough Google calculation, you can't hold me to these terms at all. Yes, okay. Um, grain of salt, everyone, grain of salt. Right. With zero down payment um, at 120,000, 4.1% interest fixed is 839 is what Google says. A so, month? A See? Month. Yeah. That's, that's why you should my... buy if you can that's because you're literally rent. just throwing yeah. away your rent you into a black zero, hole. You said zero down. Yep. You don't want to buy any money down right now? Depends Forever, on your loan. Or, um, so okay. when you talk to your lender, you can get there's like first time home buyers yeah. in South Dakota housing, so they yep. can put that twenty percent loan down for you. Um, oh, just yep. make sure you're educated on what that really entails, because I know a lot of people that it signed up for that. Makes it more expensive, right? In the end. Well, it can be, okay. um, uh, depending on the loan and things like that. Like okay. I said, but just make sure you're educated, because I know a lot of people that got into those and didn't necessarily know exactly the right. terms of them and things like that so just make sure if you do get any down payment assistance by any means make sure you know where it's coming from and what okay. it means oh my gosh that was good to know i'm glad you just did that calculation well and then just <laughs> kind of like just like how you do with a car too it, look at me talking like i'm an expert i actually know nothing however if like the bigger the down payment like if you're buying a car the less you'll end up paying on like interest rates over however long a period of time so even like my mom right now she's paying off her car and she pays a little more than what her minimum payment is every month so yes, that she ends up paying less on the interest rates yeah. in the end my parents had like a 30 right. year 30 year mortgage is that what it's called yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> i was like wait a <laughs> moment moment here um they had a 30 year one and they paid it off in like ooh, i think like 17 years or something that's awesome wow. yeah my parents just paid it that's off incredible. a couple years ago Wow, and I'm like 22 when they got yeah, but something yeah. like that. So yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's amazing. There's a funny thing about mortgage. It's like I don't know if it's Latin words or whatever it is, but morg like morg dead bodies and oh. the ending to mortgage was note, so it's a death note. Oh my gosh! So oh. that's what mortgage comes from. Is it? It's a death note. You're gonna have it until you die. Type that's of reality, like that's really yeah. that's really darkly hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> is what that is. That's yeah. Wow. Um, do you have are people looking for like? in town or like kind of like out of town like mm. you know more like brandon t area where it's kind of like not quite so in the city or more like central right and it varies by um, each person the, according to the census 3300 people move to sioux falls each year um, and so if you think about 3300 families or 3300 people buying homes there's always a demand for homes and so that's why there's such a shortage in sioux falls so why rent's so expensive why houses right. are so much money um, and so as far as people looking in the city versus out the city, I think a lot of people start the home buying process looking for their dream home in Sioux Falls. And then as they start getting looking, they start expanding their horizons and looking right. towards yeah. other markets like Del Rapids or Harrisburg or T. Right. Um, but even at that, Harrisburg and T and Del Rapids, all of those are still very strong markets. Right. And so there's um, not too much of a relief, but there is a little bit when you do expand right. out and get into but, the smaller towns. Yeah, but people people generally start in Sioux Falls. See, that's interesting to me because I feel like if I would live close to a city, I would almost want like the small town suburby like suburby feeling, you know, type of thing. But right. I'd be like downtown. Yeah, you'd like <laughs> to be downtown. Yeah. Well, to Locked start a family, apartment. actually, like Until like I... if I was just like living with my husband, all cute and stuff. Yeah, a loft apartment would be like great. But as far as like raising a family, I think that I would like you know 
somewhere a little further out. Anyway. You can buy downtown. You can buy lofts. So you can still get equity. You, really? Oh, yeah. They're just, they're pretty expensive they're though, so, right? Have you ever looked yeah. at rent for one of those I haven't lofts? looked at the rent. <laughs> yeah. Serena looked at rent and there, um, there's these ones like, like, brick oh, and like yeah. lofted ceilings and like the big bay so windows big and, and they're just like gorgeous and she looked and she's like so that rent is like two thousand dollars <laughs> and i'm like what it's too false what are you meaning that's crazy yeah, yeah they get pretty expensive yeah that's crazy um so a lot of people our age like early to mid-20s don't think that they have the ability to buy a house what do people generally need to get approved for a mortgage and i know that you kind of already said this but do you, yeah. i don't know if you have anything else to add to that so like I said, if you're thinking about going and buying a home, the first step would be to more than likely talk to a lender, um, and then that lender can give you a better idea just just off a of conversation for the most part. They'll be able to give you an idea whether you could or couldn't qualify. Um, not necessarily a number or how much it is or interest rate, things like that. Just off a of general conversation, they'll accept an application from you, uh, and then they'll do kind of more of their digging and, and looking into that. But I would say if you're looking at buying a home or looking at getting a mortgage, just make sure that... If you were looking at yourself, would you say, I have consistent job history? Do I have consistent income? Do I have mm. the means to kind of float some expenses if something were to happen like coronavirus and I lost my job mm. for a little bit? Right. Mm. Do I have enough to kind of float that? Because you don't want to trap yourself into a big financial burden like that and not be able to, to afford it. So. Right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Um, I put this in here and then I was looking at it later and I'm like, no, everyone says the exact opposite and I feel like we just talked about this but I put a lot of people would say you should rent not buy what's your opinion no everyone says you should buy not rent so I don't know what I even was talking about but on that I guess do you hear what do you hear more often people I mean there's people on both spectrums for the most part people would rather say buy they would just because again you're not paying rent to somebody else's mortgage you're owning something you're getting equity but there's also people on the other hand that say rent because yeah. I don't have to shovel my sidewalk. I don't have to mow right. my lawn. Or, mm-hmm. um, so it varies, but for the vast majority, it's buying. Yeah. yeah. I think fi- it makes more financial sense to buy. Right. My opinion. Yeah. No, I would definitely agree. If I was able to, I totally <laughs> would. Okay. So what would you say is the biggest misconception around um, investing in real estate? So I think the biggest misconception is um, people that want to get into investing in real estate, they see all these either family, friends, or big companies that get into it and they're making bunches of money and they're throwing up apartment buildings and they've got a bunch of duplexes or houses they're renting out and they're doing very well for themselves. And so they think it's just, oh, I'll buy one house, fix it up, I rent it out, and yeah. I'm good to go, and that's how we start. Well, you have to make sure that you're understanding, the again, the market on where your home is at if you are going to buy an investment property and make sure that it is has the potential location-wise to be rented out. You don't want to go buy something on the outskirts of town and try and rent it, it's going to be a little bit more difficult if it was right next to Augustana or USF. Mm. Um, and then another big one is people will go in and they'll dump a bunch of money into the house and renovate it and overdo it, and then they can't fill it with renters because okay. they spent too much money um, redoing mm. it, especially if they are flipping it too sometimes. So Okay, got it. Interesting. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so if, if someone were wanting to become a real estate agent, what are the steps to get there? Um, so the first one is just getting your mandated state education. Um, I will recommend, um, his name is Colby. He's with ProEd uh, downtown, or not downtown. He's on 41st Street, kind of over by that Olive Garden. But they are he's very good. He's very um, knowledgeable. He's worked in the field as well, and he kind of makes the class as much as, or as fun as you can, being that it's state-mandated education. So 
likes to laugh, have a good time. So I think it helps a little bit and he does a good job. So, but first you just have to get your education done. And then once you get that, you pass just the classes test and then you can um, apply for your state and national exams. And then you take those at a designated spot. But once you take those exams and you pass them, you get your license shortly after that. Um, I would recommend that right around when you're going to the class to start looking at brokers or even before then to start looking at brokers to work for ones that you would be a good fit. Um, interviewing if you can with them to make sure that you are a good fit. And then once you are licensed, you have a place to go and, and a home and a way to start earning an income for you. So just your education, finding a broker and then passing your exams and um, paying all your dues and all that good stuff. So yeah. And what do those classes kind of look like? Like I've always kind of, you know, you hear people like yeah. take classes and become a real estate agent and you have to have a license and all that. Like what does that even look like? So the class itself, the one I went to was um, five days in class. One of them was just testing on, on a Saturday, but you go from nine to five, you get a lunch break in the middle and you just sit in class and you listen to um, the teacher either talk or go over slides or do problems in your book because it's not just there's a lot into real estate that you have to learn as far as getting a license. So whether it's a settlement statement or um, just general knowledge of laws or code of ethics, things like that. So you have to go through all of that. And for the most part, it's listening to either the teacher or he'll bring in a professional as well that's in the field to go over it. And you just take as much notes and try and retain as much as you can. So other than that, it's just a big, long lecture. Wow. And how, You might have already said this, but how long does that take? So I'll have to double check on the number, but it's I think 114, 116 hours. Okay. Oh, um, that's not bad. But yeah, so it's eight to five for, for five days a week, essentially. So whatever that number comes out to be. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And then was it hard for you to like find a brokerage? Yeah. Broker? Broker. Okay. Yeah. Help me. Help me here. Was it hard for you to find one after all that to work under? Or? So I actually found mine before I oh, went and tested okay. and did all that good stuff. Um, but... Basically, it's kind of a when when you're getting started, if you don't know anybody or anything, it's just you have to read their their about us. You, okay. you want to make yeah. sure that you're working for somebody that you think is a good fit for you, but also is doing the right things by their clients and as well. So um, that's one of the hurdles as well is is just finding a broker that'll fit. But okay. you do have to work for a broker or under a broker for X amount of time, or apply for your own brokerage and pay those extra dues and things like that. So, okay. But I always recommend working for a broker or at least having a mentor because there's a lot that goes on in real estate okay. that you just don't learn in a week's class. Yeah, right. And so you want people to be there to be able to answer questions and guide you. Okay, interesting. And are you liking it? I am. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I've always enjoyed working with people. I've always been in a form of sales. Um, but in real estate, it's not quite sales. You're not selling a product per se. Um, you're helping match somebody with a home. So you're not... Mm -hmm. It's not quite a salesy job like my previous jobs were, so I'm enjoying just being able to get to know people on more of a relationship level and, mm -hmm. and continuing that relationship even after the sale, so it's nice. Okay, interesting. All right, well, any final thoughts or anything else you want to go over? Um, I, don't, I don't think so. If anyone's interested, you can reach out to myself or to these guys as well, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a rewarding career as long as you're devoted. Um, People always say 90% of the job is just showing up, but that other 10% is being devoted, and that's what really makes a difference, um, no matter what you're choosing to go after, but especially in real estate, it, it can be a grind, so make sure you're, you're conditioned mentally. So, <laughs> All right, and then for anyone who is either A, looking to start the home buying process, or who wants to ask you more questions on where you went to 
get your license or anything like that, where can they find you? Um, I am on all social medias. Um, I try and stay on top of it and update it as much as I can. Not very techy, but my <laughs> Instagram is realtor underscore bow. And then Facebook is just Bo Carpenter, Tyler Goff Group, Matt Tag Realtors. So. And awesome. we'll go ahead and link that in the show notes for you guys. So you can just click right on the link to go find him. Yeah. If you're interested. Don't forget we can do show notes. Now. I know. We're so techie. <laughs> we're so techie. Jenna says that and just ruin. He's like, wow, they're so impressive. And then they're Jenna so just cool. says that and he's like, wow, they're not wow, as impressive as I thought. I'm not techie. So congratulations <laughs> to you guys. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on here. Right. Thanks for having me. So yeah. much. I had so many questions and I feel like they're all answered pretty much. Pretty much all answered. Now so. we're all going to go buy some homes. There you all go. right. Well. Thank you, and have a great rest of your week, guys, and we will, you will hear us again next week.